You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you, and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realize your dreams. What's the point in doing five years of study if there's no jobs? I've submitted so many applications and I never hear back. There are 200 new graduates and only one new grad position. How do I stand a chance? And it can be extremely tough to find work as well as feeling job secure when you're a dietitian. These are the stories we're hearing from dietitians and it's scary. So today's podcast is a deep dive into jobs. We're talking about how do you locate appropriate jobs and make sure they're a good fit for you. What's the best way to approach the application process? And how can you stand out from the crowd of other applicants so that you land your dream job? Hello and welcome. My name is Kate Agnew and I'm the Marketing and Communications Director at Dietitian Connection. And joining me today is a very special dietitian. She's a true leader in our profession. She's spent many years hiring dietitians in her hospital director role and also within her business. And she is, of course, Marie Ferguson, our founder and director here at Dietitian Connection. So welcome to the show, Marie. Thanks so much for the lovely introduction, Kate, and uh, wonderful to be speaking to you today on my very favorite topic of how to get the job you love. Uh, we're sitting in our um, lovely meeting room in our um, in our office today, and um, Marie, you're on the other side of the interview table. How's that feel? A little nervous, but I'm sure you've got some great questions ahead of me, and I'm looking forward to sharing my tips and tricks on how to get your job. Yes, um, and um, I always love hearing you talk on this topic because you always have really wonderful stories and um, seems to really just come from the heart, so I'm looking forward to it. So just to set the scene, can you take us through a typical sort of job interview process, like the chain of events that occur when, you know, a dietitian is about to apply for a job? Sure. So I guess there are quite a few steps. One is identifying what job you'd actually like to go for. And there's lots of things that you can do in that process. And I'm not sure if you've got a question on that, but it would be figuring out what you actually love doing, what you like doing what you find enjoyable and finding a, you know a job that fits fits you. I always say going for a job is a two-way process. So not only is someone interviewing you, but you're also interviewing the potential employer or place that you are looking to work at. And it has to be somewhere that you want to work. So that's the first step. Um, after that, obviously, you could be applying for a position that you've found um, and that would involve typically a cover letter, resume, and in Australia, selection criteria responses. And then if you're successful through that um, a process, you would then be offered a job interview. And that takes a lot of practice and preparation, and we can talk about some tips and tricks later on how to do that. Um, but it's important to think about pre-interview, during the interview, and also what you can do post-interview to help you stand out. And we'll delve into those individual pieces um, as we go on. So just kind of thinking back to those who are studying, um, how important are marks or one's GPA? Mm -hmm. 
I never looked at anyone's GPA. Um, I'm not sure if other people do. Everyone who's employing looks at different things, but I totally believe as a dietitian that you graduate from university and you kind of come out on a level playing field. And then what I'm looking for is people who have leadership qualities, who are proactive, who are have initiative, um, all of those what we call soft skills are what I'm looking for. And I can teach people anything, but some of those innate qualities you can't change. So they're really the ones that you don't learn on the spot, they're inherent to the person that you're dealing with. Yeah, and if you're still at uni, um, you know, I see a lot of students really stressing about their grades and spending all their time on their assignments and preparing for exams and they're missing out on opportunities like going to events and uh, volunteering and mentoring and all of those extracurricular things is what's actually going to help you get the job and help you stand out. Yeah, that's good. Um, So, what is the best place to look for jobs? So, there's a couple of different places you can look. Um, The places like Seek, so job websites. Um, Dietitian Connection has a job search function. Um, Dietitians Association of Australia, or it might be in the US, uh, Nutrition Jobs. But I always say if you can avoid actually going through the job interview process through networking and knowing people, um, they say it's not what you know but who you know, you can actually avoid the job interview process altogether. So you can actually get a job without even going through the interview process. You can, and I think you did that. Yes. um, Yeah, that's pretty much how I got my job at Dietitian Connection, and it's quite an interesting story. So maybe tell us a little bit about that from your end. Sure. So um, I had um, Melanie McGrice, who's a a fellow colleague dietitian in Melbourne, had contacted me and let me know that um, she had a fantastic dietitian who was excellent and um, really stood out, had helped her and volunteered at an event, and that was Kate. Um, And so I, of course, um, value Melanie's um, opinion And so then I was actually presenting at University of Queensland where Kate was studying and Kate came up to me afterwards and obviously recognized the name because Melanie had mentioned Kate and I think Kate asked to volunteer. So I sent her away to try to figure out how to do podcasting. And and here we are today a few years later. Doing the same thing. coming full circle. So close to our hearts. (laughs) Um, But Kate went away and – put together like I think it was a 12-page PDF of screenshots of every single step of the podcast process and I was just blown away. It was above my expectations. And so then I asked her to actually start our first podcast and so for our first podcast she interviewed me and the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, and that role really grew um, as time progressed. It started in a casual capacity, also a volunteer, casual, moved to part-time and now actually full-time, which I think really shows the power of um, just giving a position a chance. And even if it's not a permanent full-time job at the start, it often grows into that. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, just a note on that from my perspective, um, volunteering can be – quite daunting and um, you are making yourself quite vulnerable, but I think that's incredibly important. Yeah, and the volunteering or even mentoring, it's actually a great way for 
you and the employer to get to know each other. So, I'd much rather hire someone that I know than someone that I don't. Um, so, it's all about getting um, someone to know you, like you and trust you and you're more likely to then be employed. So, volunteering is a great way to do that but on the same foot that you can actually learn more about the place that you're potentially looking at working at. You think about buying a car, you would never get in that car and drive it straight out of the showroom without even taking it for a test drive first and getting a sense to see whether you like it and it works well with you. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Marie. Yeah, it um, it feels like a lifetime ago, but it also feels like yesterday. (laughs) So, um, what if, you know, I've submitted, let's say hypothetically, over 200 applications and um, I just, I'm not standing out. What is the best way that uh, I can stand out in my job application? So, I would suggest talking to someone else, so a mentor or a coach or another dietitian colleague and actually getting them to think about what you're good at. Sometimes if you're really good at something, you actually don't know what that is because it's so innate to you. So, having someone point out the qualities, what your strengths are um, and then highlighting those through your application. But I think also talking to that person someone who's more experienced at at job interviews and job application processes. There's lots of um, things that you don't know if you've not done it before that can actually help you stand out in the way that you either write or present. So, I think getting a few other people to actually guide you through the process. What's the biggest mistake you've seen on job applications? It's a couple. I've had job applications that have been sent to me where it's clearly they've copied and pasted and I've got another person's name mm-hmm. rather than my name. Um, I think not being concise. Also making what I would say general statements. So, for example, I'm a team player. Well, I always say if anyone could actually make that statement, then it's probably not a good comment or sentence to include on an application. What you'd much rather be um, better off doing is saying I'm a team team player as demonstrated by this project that I did where we had X outcome. So, actually demonstrating how you are a good team player. That's probably one of the the best um, sort of bits of wisdom that has stuck with me, Marie. It's the giving examples, Mm -hmm. which seems to be actually important in anything that you do, not just job applications. Mm -hmm. But if you can get into that – that mind frame of being able to show and tell stories and um, show outcomes, then that is, I mean, that speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah. So, definitely outcomes focused instead of just um, listing your skills and attributes. I'm going to fire some rapid questions at you (laughs) about the application process. Should I call the hiring person before or after the interview? I would say both. So, it's surprisingly how few people actually um, call the hiring person both before and after the interview, but that is a way that you can actually stand out. You want to make sure if you're calling them beforehand that you have questions um, that, you know, show who you are and, you know, gather information that you might need for the job interview. And then post, you really just want to be thanking them for their time, um, but definitely recommend calling the hiring person. What about if you just submit an application, you're not at the interview stage yet, should you call them? 
Yeah, definitely. I would call them before you actually send that application in. Will that make your name stand out yeah, and they'll yeah, remember that? Definitely. Yeah. It definitely puts you in, in the memory versus someone that you've never heard of before. And yeah, that it's just, yeah, trying to get as many touch points as possible to be in, in their front of radar. So if, if I currently have, say, a casual, maybe a part-time job, um, should I put that person as a referee on my application? Yeah, definitely. It's always great to have people that you're already working for as referees, for sure. What if I'm not exactly their favorite person and I don't quite think that they'll say good things about me? It's probably not an ideal referee then. And what I would recommend is that you're actually trying to build that relationship so that you do feel comfortable using them as a referee in the future. It's always best if you can use a current employer as your referee, because otherwise it sort of raises questions as to why you're not doing that. Um, but if, if it's not the right person, then you can look at someone else like a if you're just graduating someone from the university or one of your placement supervisors, there's lots of other people that you could mm. consider. Mm. There's probably more than you realise at mm. first. Mm. Um, should I speak to that referee before I put them down on the application? I always say to ask the person. So I I always want people to send me their application so that I've got the most current information and that that helps me to present them in the best light. So it's in your interest to make sure your referee has your application. But some other referees don't care, if, you know, if someone just calls them. So just talking to your referee and seeing what they'd prefer. Oh, that's great, Marie. I didn't realize that. That's lovely. Um, is it good, good to give them a heads up mm. as well? If, say if you're like maybe it's been three months since you spoke to them and you're um, putting it on the application in. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. You don't want to catch – you don't want to get them off guard and then they're like, who, what? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that could not go yeah, down well. No. <laughs> okay, what if I don't have any work experience or I haven't had a job while I've studied, been studying – that's okay. It, hopefully, you will have had some maybe volunteering opportunities or some other extracurricular um, hobbies or interests that you can talk about. Um, if you can be as well-rounded as possible and not just have focused on your exams and assignments and whatnot, that you're going to have a better application. Mm-hmm. Um, and referees, I'm guessing they sh- it should really be professional. It shouldn't be a co- like a, a friend or yeah, definitely no. and not, not your mum mem- yes. member. <laughs> Because they'll always give you a glowing review. (laughs) You want it to be um, genuine. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the biggest folks pie that you have seen during the hiring process? I think what I said earlier in terms of not having the correct name, um, we've also had some interesting email addresses um, over over my time. Um, Oh, like... uh (laughs) Yeah, something inappropriate. Girl in exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you really want to um, dot your I's and cross your T's exactly. when it comes to that. Make yeah. sure you've got a, appropriate contact details yeah. and any anything else. Yeah. I think the worst one was probably I know another director had called someone to actually offer them the job, and their voice message was not very professionally appropriate, and they basically hung up the phone, and that person yeah. didn't get the job. So. Yeah making sure every touch point that the hiring person is going to have with you is professional. And that includes outfit? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Tell me some stories about that. <laughs> you have some good stories. You know, what you wear is very personal. Um, so I just would say to, to consider what 
fits the organization that you're going for a job in. So if you're with a new startup, then, you know, wearing something more casual is probably very appropriate. But if you're in a, um, you know, corporate multinational company with senior executive, then you probably would need to have more professional attire, more formal attire. And that's not to say that you can't be yourself or you can't wear that something that you feel is important to your identity. It's more just a sort of level of standard. Would you agree? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah, so you'd you'd want you'd want to look pro- professional and like you were in the right setting, correct? Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So, Marie, we meet many new grads and even mid-career dietitians who are just really frustrated with their situation. They've spent hours, days submitting applications, and they're just not getting a response or e- even an interview. So. What's your biggest tip for dietitians who are stuck in this um, horrible cycle? I think one of the first things you could do is we've actually, Rhiannon Barnes, who uh, used to work with me at the Princess Alexandra Hospital, and I, who've done many, many interviews, hundreds probably over our time, have put together the Get Your Job, the Love, sorry, Get the Job You Love course. Um, so it is five hours of, um, video lessons. It's got resume and cover letter templates. We actually interview a couple of people and provide them like real life interview questions and provide them with feedback. So you can see the things that we're actually looking for. And that's one of the things people really love about the course is those real life interviews and our feedback. Um, but there's workbooks, checklists, and there's also a quiz for, continuing professional development for our Australian dietitians. So that's one of the first things I would suggest. We also have job interview cards and that's a great way to actually practice with either in in front of a mirror or with someone else to actually practice how you would answer those questions. And I always say one of the things about getting the job is actually preparing and practicing. You can also reach out to other people, uh, as I said, to get their feedback on your application and to get your feedback on how you're responding to interview questions. And Rhiannon Barnes also offers that as a service through our Dietitian Connection website. We'll put the link to that in our show notes. Um, just a bit more on the cards, Marie. They're, they're pretty popular. Um, my understanding is this has pretty much come from questions that you were asking on panels back in your um, hospital hiring days. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, some so great way to practice getting into that mindset and coming back to what we were talking about before, showing examples, mm-hmm. outcomes for your work, all according to the framework that they'd be using mm-hmm. to hire. Mm-hmm. Um, and resume and cover letter templates as well, which is a lifesaver because when you open a Word document and you just don't know where to start, it can be, um, yeah, it can be really daunting. So, and um, one thing that we've been working hard on as well is the live critique of job applications. So, tell me a bit more about that. Oh, so we actually forgotten about that. We actually have a written application and we actually go through and provide feedback on the application. So we walk you through how we would actually change someone's written application and improve it. So that's another great way of um, seeing the sorts of things that we're looking for when we're looking at those job applications. It's pretty much like being in your head while you Mm. review it. (laughs) Um, And the mock interviews as well. Tell us a bit about that. 
Yeah, so that's where we actually interview a couple of dietitians um, in real life with real life questions and they provide the answers as if they were in a job interview and then Rhiannon and I actually give feedback to help them improve those responses for future interviews. Mm. Um, we had some wonderful volunteers put up their hands for that and um, they the feedback we were getting is – it's invaluable. You can't put a price on that sort of um, on that sort of experience. So yeah, we really hope that you get the same experience out of it. Um, okay, Marie. Last question: Have you had a horror interview yourself? I think we've all had a horror interview. You wouldn't be human if you haven't had a horror interview. Yeah. Um, mine was a few years ago now when I was applying for an e-health position. It was Allied Health e-health advisor for Queensland. And it was a part-time role and I knew one of the pers- one of the people on the interview panel and I felt pretty comfortable that I had a pretty good shot at getting the job. Um, I didn't know the two other people on the interview panel. I did a little bit of preparation but probably not as much as I would normally do and I was assuming that they would ask me questions like I would normally ask in an interview. So, I would normally ask things around um, trying to get those examples and how you demonstrate different qualities, whereas they actually just asked me knowledge questions. So, what does allied, what is e-health mean for allied health, for example? And I wasn't expecting a knowledge question and hadn't prepared for that and kind of, I'm not the quickest thinker up the top of my uh, head, so I kind of froze and didn't really have much to say. Um, So, the moral of the story is, yeah, you need to prepare and need to think about all different types of questions that they might ask you. Mm -hmm. What would you have done differently? Would it be the prep? Yeah, definitely the prep. Okay, yeah. Um, Well, it's good to know that even the most um, renowned (laughs) of us can sometimes have flops because, as you said, yeah, we are human, but um, obviously there's some things that you can do beforehand to put your best foot forward, and um, which is exactly what we're doing in this um, get the the, get the job you love online course. It's all meant to basically feel like you've um, been through a whole uh, you know workshop or seminar series and um, take you through every single step of the process so that you feel ready and well equipped when you go in to start submitting applications. You can even do applications while you complete the course as well Um, and then obviously into the interview and um, hopefully yes the rest is history. Cool thanks so much for joining us today Marie. It was nice to reminisce a bit. Yeah it's nice to do a podcast with you Kate. Yeah Um, I don't really I don't really speak a whole lot about myself on the podcast, but um, if I could say, I think uh, volunteering for Marie was one of the best decisions I ever made. It was the best decision. It was, yeah. (laughs) Um, And of course, accepting a job with her was one of the best decisions I've made as well. Totally agree. Um, I'm so (laughs) grateful for the opportunity as well. I, I never want to take it for granted, and I always pinch myself to think, um, you know what I've achieved and the opportunities that have come through me since university. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate to have you, Kate, because you're one in a million. So oh, thank, thank you, you for being part of the DC team. Thank you, Marie. And um, yeah, it's just been really nice to hear uh, about your experiences and also to share a lot of the, um, a lot of the lessons and 
skills and stories and that you've developed over many, many years of hiring and, and working with dietitians. So, yeah, we really hope that you find it incredibly useful. And if you, if you, if you need more, um, we've got the link to the job course in our show notes. Um, and we've got a special going on for the month of June where you can save $30. So, um, hit the link and sign up. It's one of the best decisions you'll ever make. Um, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks, Kate. Lovely to chat with you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast. If you haven't already, we would love for you to check out the other episodes that we have available. We speak to trailblazers, dietitians who are doing amazing work within their practice and their businesses and also those who have really changed and advanced our profession. There's a whole library to choose from. And if you did enjoy the show, it would be so great if you could leave a review for us on iTunes and also uh, to pass this podcast on to your colleagues and friends. Thanks again for listening.